folks, Tuvia here, and welcome to another edition of It Only Takes One, the new name to the series of these podcasts to represent my belief that it only takes one person to make a difference in this world. That doesn't mean you have to change and fix all of the world's problems. What it means to me is that everyone has the power to change just one person's life, and who knows, that person may in turn be motivated or inspired to help someone else, and so on and so on. The ripple effect means positive change can flow through the world. One person can start a movement. And so, welcome to the new series title, It Only Takes One. Two months ago, I suffered a bad snowboarding accident. So bad that when I was lying there waiting for mountain rescue, I was willing my legs to move. Panic in me that they may not. Some know that this was not my first bad accident. Having five years ago fractured my C1 spine, with the fracture stopping two millimeters away from me being completely paralyzed. To say I appreciate gratitude is an understatement. This time, amongst other things, I broke four of my vertebrae. The net result, that each time any of my lower body or back muscles move, they pull on broken bone. Painful? Very. Grateful and smiling? Definitely. It's still early days on my road of recovery and a metallic blue-colored pair of crutches have become my new best friends. But I'm a happy man. I have zero nerve damage, and I will be okay. What the accident has brought into my world is much more kindness. And that's what I want to explore today. Because when people see me, random strangers offer to help. Their eyes and demeanor somehow softens. They look up from their phones and engage in a moment with it. A moment motivated by some act of kindness to help me. Multiple times throughout the day, I catch myself smiling more. I catch myself connecting more with random strangers. I am lucky to get to see a more human side to humanity. And so today, I want to explore kindness and how we seem to have somehow lost the inclination to be kind to strangers. That and any willingness to help a stranger is the exception rather than the rule. Take a moment to reflect and be honest with yourself. Would you even notice if a child is lost in a busy shopping center? And would you go to help? Do you keep an eye out on the tube or the subway or the bus to see if someone pregnant or injured needs a seat? When was the last time you knocked on your neighbor's door and asked if they needed a lift to the supermarket if you're going anyway? For those that live in areas where it snows, if you're out clearing your driveway, do you ever think of any of your neighbors and offer to help clear theirs? Researching kindness has been fascinating. There's a lot of literature out there that suggests that as a society has evolved, we've lost the inspiration or motivation to be kind. The optimist in me doesn't want to accept that, but I'd love to hear your perspective on it. I've on purpose used the word kindness, and kindness is different to niceness. First, they are different side brain processes. Niceness uses our left brains, the same side that is associated with language, reasoning, and number skills. Kindness, on the other hand, is a right brain process, along with compassion, image processing, and spatial thinking. Importantly, the right brain dominates emotional responses. Maybe that's why we don't see as much kindness anymore, because kindness as an emotional response is other-centered. What I mean by that is that it's about acting in the best interests of others, You don't do it to get anything out of it or in return. That is why some may argue that kindness can't be taught. 
Research on the subject varies, with researchers arguing that anywhere from 30 to 60% of kindness is genetically determined, while the rest depends on our life experiences and individual choices. DNA-based studies have identified four different oxytocin receptor gene variants. One of the variants, known as GG, is associated with people who are highly altruistic. The GG genotype also tends to be more prominent in individuals showing greater empathy, sociability, and emotional stability. Einstein said that empathy is patiently and sincerely seeing the world through the other person's eyes. It is not learned in school. It is cultivated over a lifetime. If you think about it, all customer service training is about teaching people to be nice. Niceness is a self-centered behavior where you act in a pleasing manner with the aim of people liking you. It's selfish. Niceness has evolutionary roots and can be seen in primates. In the jungle, the weak submit to the will of the strong. If you are nice, you look to gain favor and to please the one in charge so you remain on the good side, are possibly not killed, and even gain power by association. In today's world, it can be argued that being nice is a selfish desire for personal gain, for fitting in, and for, again, power by association with those in charge. Kindness, on the other hand, that is a more challenging selfless process because it requires empathy, a clear perception of the subjective world experienced by a person, and then compassion, the instinct to improve this perceived subjective experience. Nobel laureate and 14th Dalai Lama said, my true religion is kindness. In fact, some of the earliest recordings of Buddhist teachings focus on the idea of metta, or loving kindness. Looking at some of the common meditation verses, you can see how selfless kindness actually is. Here are four that stood out to me. May all beings everywhere be safe and well. May all beings everywhere be happy and content. May all beings everywhere be healthy and strong. May all beings everywhere be peaceful and at ease. Though I've not practiced Buddhist meditation, personally I love how much great energy that puts into the universe. Just saying them out loud has made me smile. Kindness is featured across many religions. In Judaism, one of the core pillars of human behavior in the Talmud is chesed, which means kindness or love between people. The Talmud clearly states that the reward for charity depends entirely upon the extent of the kindness in it. It does not need to be done only with money, but it can be done with one's person. In Christianity, love and kindness are considered key attributes of a Christ-centered life. Jesus is often portrayed as a model of kindness when he stops and talks to those who are hurting, blind, deaf, sick and poor, and even those who are viewed as sinners. In Islam, all but one of the 114 chapters of the Quran carry a kindness message. And those following the Islamic faith are meant to strive for certain righteous deeds, including kindness and compassion. So it makes me beg the question, What's happened in our world that we've lost kindness? The realities of modern life, including time pressure, can make us less compassionate. A landmark 1973 Good Samaritan study by Princeton psychologists John Darley and Daniel Batson 
involved theological seminary students and a control group to see which would help a man in distress. The result? That actually neither group helped when they were in a rush. One argument is that we've lost the instinct for kindness and willingness to help and extend that hand of friendship. Why? Because we are driven by fear. We're scared of being uncomfortable. And we don't want to be rejected. In 2021, a team of, at the University of Sussex ran the kindness test for the BBC. It was an online questionnaire with more than 60,000 participants from 144 countries. It is now considered the largest psychological study on kindness. So, what were the findings? Well, the most common reason found to prevent people from carrying out acts of kindness, coming in at 66%, was their own fear that they may be misinterpreted. Worldwide, the second most common reason people gave for not being kinder, coming in at 57%, was a lack of time found to be more of an issue in Western and Northern Europe, especially when compared to North America and Southern Europe. And third, at 52%, the use of social media was reported as an impediment. Sadly, one of the other findings was that 28% of the 60,000 participants worried that their kindness would be perceived as a weakness. I don't know about you, but maybe the world has just become too transactional. Maybe there is too much focus on efficiency, effectiveness, and economic success. And that trumps support for individuals and communities fostering kindness, dignity, and compassion. Remember the Einstein quote I referenced earlier on, on empathy requiring patience? Well, maybe today's rat race doesn't allow us the space for patience. What do you think? It's easy to be nice, to maybe fake smile at someone, say that thank you or smile. It takes a lot more effort though to be kind. That's because kindness requires a connection and an effort to genuinely see ourselves in the other person. So what can you do? I say start small, role model kind behavior and prioritize it. Smile at people, say hello in hallways, Say thank you, even for the small stuff. Maybe more importantly for the small stuff. Recognize what people do and actually see them. Kindness is free. It costs us nothing. We are also bombarded with ongoing negative messages across the press, across political, economic, and environmental spheres. Then I think we're just all so hungry for kindness. And we do need it in order to not get bogged down in the negativity and to try to keep positive and hopeful. So that is why I'm actually happy about my accident, because it's reinstated my faith in genuine human kindness. Thanks for being with me today. I really appreciate you taking the time. And here's wishing you an awesome rest of the day.